Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. Good morning, Josh. How are you this morning? Doing wonderful, Jessica. Honored to be here. Yes, I'm excited for our conversation. Um, so today I am here with Josh Zepnas. I'm sorry, Josh Zepes. And Perfect. he is um, he is the identity archaeologist, which I think is like the coolest job title in the world. <laughs> um, and I'm just gonna read a little bit of your bio just so that people know kind of like where you're coming from. So you help people with um, small businesses and entrepreneurships, which artists are certainly um, in that niche. And you say in a world where dreams are crushed, souls are forgotten and rust never sleeps. Josh Zephas, the identity archeologist is on a mission to ensure talented solopreneurs like artists turn every business first impression into a second impression where the sale happens by raising their um, ROC return on conversation so they can profit more without grinding more. And yeah, I love that because, you know, <clears throat> when artists find collectors, um, it can feel like you're like looking for a unicorn, somebody who gets your work and loves your work and wants to pay for your work, what you're asking for. And so, you know, every artist wants to find more of those kind of collectors and also have them keep coming back. So, um, so I can't wait to talk more about that in today's podcast episode. But first, I just wanted to, um, to ask you, um, just share with us a little bit more about what you do currently. Yeah, absolutely. And yes, you know, artists are definitely solopreneurs, as, as I call them. And mm -hmm. uh, solopreneurs have very unique challenges. Uh, but we'll get to that. So uh, what I do currently, the way I describe it is, you know, I exist essentially to help people bring their humanity back to their business mm. or bring business to their humanity, however you look at it. Okay. Uh, but, you know, we've gotten into this place and this is, you know, kind of goes towards my background mm. of where we, <clears throat> we try and have two different personas. We have mm. our, uh, we're one person at home and we're another person in our quote unquote business. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to balance these two. And, and, and you've heard the phrase, you know, keep your personal life and your business life separate and things like yeah. that. And I, and, it, and I get accused all the time, right? Josh, are you trying to blur the lines between personal and business? I'm like, no, I'm trying to destroy those lines. I want to oh, eradicate wow. them. Okay. Look, if you're trying to be two separate people, mm -hmm. are you lying to your family or are you lying to your clients? Mm -hmm. Because you're only one person. You can't actually be two different kinds of people. Yeah. So I'm trying to make this where we eradicate this line where we can tell the truth in business. We could be human beings. We can screw up. We can mess up because we're not perfect. We don't mm -hmm. have to say the right thing at the right time. We don't <clears throat> have to have this fancy facade. Um, we can just be ourselves. And by being ourselves, we're unique and it's easy to attract the right people to us because everything behind us, our business, let's call it, is essentially a commodity. Mm -hmm. Let's face it. I'm in personal branding. Personal branding is a commodity. Insurance is a commodity. Art is actually Paint. a commodity as well. Yeah. Art is a commodity too. Paintings. Yeah. There's different kinds of art, uh, but it's also very highly commoditized. So if you go into a place and you're like, hey, I'm an artist. So what? Yeah. So what? That's that not what people challenge. are looking for. Yeah. yeah. That is the challenge that many artists face, myself ha have faced included, is, you know, a lot of people consider themselves an artist, like, like right. so many people, like millions <laughs> and millions of people consider themselves an artist. And, um, you know, everybody wants it because it, from the outside, it seems like, 
just such a pleasurable career and you know um, just so much fun and you get to express your creativity and you get to go to these glamorous art shows but you know that all doesn't happen unless you kind of like reach a certain level um and and so that's where I think a lot of artists get discouraged where they're like um, well I'm an artist and I wanted all this to happen for me but it hasn't happened for me and I feel out of control of like whether or not it can happen for me so um so yeah what are what are some of these challenges that you were talking about um that solopreneurs have oh the boy there's a lot of places we can go with that um so first I just want to say to, to what you said you're absolutely right that we all in some way we're all kind of artists and I don't want to I don't mean to to dilute you know artists that really focus specifically on their art but even I myself I consider myself an artist but I paint with words mm. it's, it's just a different medium that I use right uh, to do what I do and mm -hmm. it which is ironic considering I came from 20 years as a very shy introverted skeptical negative engineer mm. highly left brain highly analytical sitting in a cubicle you mm. want to talk I didn't I created things, but it was always, a, uh, you know, in some, some kind of circuit board or it was some <laughs> kind of technical aspect. And then I leave corporate America and I do a complete 180. Now I'm the creative. Now I'm yes. the artist. Uh, awesome. That must feel know. so good. I also worked a cubicle job for, um, for a while. And it was like, it was like, it was, I can't even describe how awful it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about some of the challenges, I guess. Uh, you know, one thing I've been talking about a lot lately is there's something they don't teach us in school. And this is, I think, where a lot of us struggle. People buy you first. They mm -hmm. buy your product or service second. Mm -hmm. And if they don't buy you, they're not going to touch your product or service, no matter how much they need it, no matter how great it is, mm -hmm. uh, no matter how beautiful it is. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I see happen, not just with artists, but with any kind of solopreneur, is we're always out there trying to pitch our business, our work, our product, our service. Yeah. But yeah. that's not what people are looking for. People want to know why you care before they care what you know or what you do. Mm -hmm. And so it's learning how to bring yourself to the front of that conversation. Yes, mm -hmm. true artists, they have themselves in their work, 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, but when we introduce ourselves, if we mm -hmm. introduce ourselves with a, a, a title, especially a borrowed title like artist, Mm -hmm. And that, and that is a category, but it's still a borrowed title. We, you didn't come up with the title artist. I didn't come up with it. So right. how do we allow ourselves to come to the front of every message, every first impression in business? And it's called, I use the word brand is the best way to describe it, mm -hmm. but it's the, it's our uniqueness. It's mm -hmm. our purpose. It's our mission. It's our vision. It's what we stand for. It's our, the impact we want to have on the world. It's all mm -hmm. these things that no one else in the world has. Yeah. If you take, in fact, you could just take, I'll give you this. There, there's something I call the MVP. Mm -hmm. And I want to think MVP as the combination to a lock that opens up your entire brand. Mm. This MVP combination, no one else in the world has yours. No mm. one else in the world has mine. Mm -hmm. If you just put these three pieces together, I promise no one else is, is going to be, is going to sound like you, but it has to be authentic. Here's the key. It's got to be truly, you don't just, this isn't just an exercise you do and you check the boxes and like, okay. Yeah. I have all my three assets here, but it's mission, vision, and purpose. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure everyone's clear on what these mean. Purpose is your why. Okay. Purpose is why you exist. It's why you're an artist. It's why you create the work you create. It's why you get out of bed in the morning. You know, a lot of folks don't have the answer to that question. They don't know why they do it, but that purpose, that's the why. And that's, and that's actually why you're an, an artist and not driving a school bus or not an astronaut or not an engineer like I was. I mean, there's so many other ways to quote unquote make money. Why artistry? Why is this something that, that you decided on as a, a, a business, right? So that's, that's P. Um, the next one is your mission, which is how. Mm -hmm. How are you going to take your purpose and bring it to fruition? So now you get to get a little more detailed. How am I going to fulfill my purpose? And that goes into more of how you apply your art. Mm -hmm. um, now it's who you're serving. Who's really, who are you speaking to mm -hmm. in your art or your business, which I guess kind of one in the same, but who are you really speaking to? So you're not just looking for a quote unquote investor. That's not, or, or an art collector. Mm -hmm. That's not a person. 
that's a category, but I want to know like, whose heart are you after? Who's in your heart to serve <clears throat> with your art? Get clarity on that. That's part of your mission. And then the final one, V stands for vision, which is what does the world look like when your art, when your service, when your mission is complete, when mm -hmm. all that is out there, what impact do you hope it has? Mm -hmm. How is it changing people's thought processes, lives? How is it enriching what they do? How is it changing the way they, they treat their children and they treat other human beings? Mm, I love <clears throat> so, that. So you see, we have to get really deep into the person themselves. And when you can take all these three and articulate them, mm. you're no longer just an artist. Mm -hmm. Now <clears throat> you're something so unique mm -hmm. that when you shine that light, when you send that message out there, the right people are going to be attracted to you. Mm -hmm. So there's no more of this selling. This is the end of selling. When you actually start creating this, this core of your brand, there's no more selling. This episode is sponsored by the Luminary Artist Academy. The Luminary Artist Academy is a six-month, self-paced, transformational course for contemporary realist, feminine artists to blossom into the higher level of professional success from the inside out. The Luminary Artist Academy was written for you. As an artist myself, who has been through the dark night of my own soul, and through the thickets of my own limiting beliefs, in order to come out on the other side, I feel the struggle and I know where you are. I know the desires that you feel and the frustration at feeling like they are out of reach. And I have discovered the keys to unlocking your own potential and totally transforming the reality of your creative practice and your experience as an artist in a very short time after doing it myself. And I wrote the Luminary Artist Academy to share this process with you. So the Luminary Artist Academy is a comprehensive, detailed, step-by-step -step course that takes you on an odyssey through the inner chambers of your heart and soul to your creative practice and out into the world where you shine your confident feminine light as a luminary in your field. This course supports you every single step of the way to guide you into stepping into your highest version of yourself within your artistic career and your life. Don't let another year go by just thinking about it and without taking action. Being in limbo, saying next time or I'll do it later is the reason why you feel like you're spinning your wheels and staying stuck. By doing the same things in the same way, you'll likely be in the same place you are now six months from now if you don't take action. Take the first steps today to believe in a different future for yourself. The gallery shows, press celebrating your work, and sales pouring in from your art is what you know you are meant for and what you ultimately deserve. Your most aligned artistic career is waiting for you. It's time to believe in yourself and value your dreams. I believe in you. Explore the course via the link in the show notes or at www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com. Like mm -hmm. you don't have to chase, beg, convince. I don't have to chase anyone. Yeah. You know, my, yeah. my, my big purpose is bringing humanity back to business. If someone doesn't agree with that, have a nice day. If you don't believe in humanity, right. we shouldn't be spending time together. Right. So it's actually a filter in that sense as well. And I'm just mm -hmm. rambling because I'm excited about this, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that our visions are very aligned as far as when you talk about selling. Um, well, first of all, that's amazing. I love, I love everything you just said. It was uh, very, it's very inspiring. And um, I actually work with my my um, artist clients in a lot of the same ways, um, just using different terminology, but you're so correct in that, you know, what you, it really does start within. So you really have to know yourself. You really have to um, know what you're creating and why, and then identify who's going to resonate with that. Sometimes you don't know who's going to resonate with that until you've had a few experiences. This is what um, I've just seen. And then you start to see patterns in who's really resonating with your work. And um, for me, I've noticed that um, a lot of women resonate with my work. Um, 
And a lot of my collectors are, are women who are, um, you know, like, um, I would say like forties to sixties and who, um, they, they have the ability in their life to actually focus on art as something to like bring value to their lives, where I think that people in their twenties and thirties, women, um, especially are focused on, um, either building their career, raising a family, um, they're, they're busy with other things potentially, but, um, I've just seen that again and again happening. Like that's like the kind of people who appreciate my work. And, um, because it's so much about like the, like the feminine experience and, you know, nature and they, they just resonate with it. And then I do see men like my work, but I think for different reasons, um, I think it's because they appreciate femininity and um, it's, it's like a, an appreciation of like the polarity. And then also like my pieces about nature. I see that men really like those straight up nature. Um, and it's just interesting, like seeing like the patterns of who's drawn to my work. But, um, you know, when I first started painting, I didn't know who would be drawn to my work. So I just had to I had to just paint what I'm passionate about and um, see where it landed, you know? And um, it's interesting because my professors would tell me like, uh, you know, you're, you're painting for your, yourself. Um, and some of them thought that was like a bad thing. And some of them thought it was a good thing. And, um, and I remember my one female professor, she was like, um, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. You're painting for people like you who are going to resonate with this. And there's lots of people who will resonate with it. And, um, you know, don't let anybody talk you out of that because you, you have to like follow your heart with that. And I thought that was such great advice. And, and, and that's fine too. And so let's talk about this. I think this is really interesting what you just brought mm -hmm. up. Uh, so first of all, you, you are correct. You can't control who's listening, mm -hmm. but you can decide who you're talking to. Mm, yeah. So when you create a piece of art intentionally, Mm -hmm. uh, you could do it for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And in that case, maybe it's just a hobby. Maybe it's just something you should do for your own personal enjoyment and expression. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Nothing wrong with that. If you're doing it for a business, mm -hmm. if you're doing it because you want to share it with the world, then the mm -hmm. question has to be, who do you want to share it with? Mm -hmm. Who are you speaking to through what you're creating? Mm -hmm. uh, and I would challenge, you said something about, you know, women 40 to 60, Mm -hmm. which are the ones that are at a point where they can appreciate art. They've got mm -hmm. the time, they've got the money, the, the resources to really right. appreciate it. Right. But I want to, I want to challenge you on one little thing and, and, and hopefully this helps someone in the audience as well, that art is not what you do. Mm -hmm. It's not what you do. And sometimes it gets us caught in the wrong markets or not, not the wrong markets, but it, 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 it cuts us off from other markets where we could be. Mm -hmm. So Art, in, in my opinion, because it's your product, it's, your, it's what you're producing, mm -hmm. it's more how you do what you do. I agree. I, th yeah. I think what you do is the transformation when someone yeah. sees the art, when it, goes into, when, it, when it becomes a part of their life, mm -hmm. whatever that transformation is, that's mm -hmm. what you're really doing. How yeah. you're doing it is by painting or drawing or sculpting, right? However, whoever's, you know, however you're doing your art, mm -hmm. that's really the how. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you think of it in terms of the what, you said femininity, right? Let's mm -hmm. use that as an example. You want to be able to show people, show people the, the beauty of femininity, the, the, the nice that, that it has its place right next to masculinity or whatever right. that you're, you're trying to show people that it's not better or worse or whatever your message is. Mm -hmm. I bet there are women or people in general in their 20s to 40s. Mm -hmm who love that message, who would resonate with the transformation you're looking for. They don't, and here's the thing, they don't know that it's art that's going to bring it. Yeah. They're not 20, people 20 to 40 are, you're right, or they're not looking for art. Right. But that's not what you do. So right. if you start actually, imagine if you, your brand comes to the front and now you're sharing the transformation. Now they're like, yes, that I want to talk about that. I want to experience that. I want your viewpoint on that. Oh, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. Oh, through art? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to put, I want your piece right here in my office you know because what? I always want to remember that. You, you are so correct because, um, I had, I had a collector that um, bought something this summer 
and she was 17. Yeah. See? 17 years old. And, um, and I was surprised, but you know, I've just gotten to the point where like, I, I talk passionately about my art to everyone, no matter who they are, you know, where they are, you know, what their demographics are. I just talk passionately about it and share my, my vision with everyone. And I was at an art show and this girl kept on coming back to this piece. And I just, I talked to her about it and what inspired me. And it was actually a piece of um, uh, Sleeping Beauty. Ooh. And she just like fell in love with it. She came back like five times. She finally like brought her parents over and she, she was like, I wanna, I wanna buy this. And it was like an expensive piece. And, um, and so she ended up buying it like with her savings money. And um, she was like, I've just never felt this way about a piece of art before. And I just, I just have to have it. And I love the story behind it. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, um, I've just never had such a young collector before. And um, it was really special. Well, because so, she's not a collector. She, she fell in love with the message. And that's, yeah. so yeah. If, I, if we had to sum this up for your audience, for, for mm -hmm. artists out there, Mm -hmm. I want to, I'll give them the same advice I give to people in the insurance industry, the real estate, because look, we're all humans. Mm. Stop selling art. Stop yeah. selling art. That's mm -hmm. why you don't sell any art is because you're trying to sell art. Mm. You've got to sell the, the, the stuff behind it. Yes. You've got to first go. And so I'll share the three C's because this might help okay. some folks too. The mm -hmm. first step into knowing what to sell into, into defining all the stuff we just talked about is clarity. Mm -hmm. you've got to get so much clarity on purpose, mission, vision. And then mm -hmm. if you want to go deeper into branding, stand, story, you know, ha ha be able to tell you the right story, that kind of stuff. But you've got to start with clarity because without clarity, you'll never get to this place, this wonderful place called mm -hmm. confidence. Mm -hmm. Think of it like driving a car. If it's really foggy out and you can't see very clearly, it's, it's, it's very hazy. Mm -hmm. How fast are you drive in that car? You're right. not driving very fast. You're, you're like, you're going to stay in park or you're going to like, go right. two miles an hour. But boy, if you had clarity, if you could see all the way down the road for a hundred miles, it was a beautiful day and the road was flat, mm -hmm. pedal to the metal, thousand miles per hour. Here we yes. go. Right. So yes. clarity, there, there, there cannot be confidence in business or selling or anything without mm -hmm. clarity first. So first mm -hmm. step is clarity that builds confidence, mm -hmm. but there's one more level, one more level. And that's called conviction. Mm -hmm. So if clarity is if clarity is, I know this, right? Mm -hmm. I see it. I'm clear on it. I know it. Confidence mm -hmm. is, I know that I know. So confidence is like, I got this, right? Mm -hmm. Ah, I got this. I'm confident. Yeah. That's a beautiful place to be. Mm -hmm. Conviction is what happens though, when it goes from your head to mm -hmm. your heart, mm -hmm. when it's no longer what you do, it's now what you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's, I am this. Mm -hmm. When you and your art are not separate, you and your business mm -hmm. are not separate. Mm -hmm. When you can, when it's how you breathe, when, you know, it's funny, people ask me for like questions, give me some questions I can ask you on an interview. I got mm -hmm. that a lot. And I was like, no, I, I don't No, You don't understand. This isn't what I do. This is what I am. Right. I don't have to prepare for our discussion today. I didn't do any preparation. This mm -hmm. is, it's like preparing to breathe or preparing to open my eyes in the morning. I don't right. have to prepare. It, yeah. It's just, it's part of my existence. Yeah. Uh, that's, and that's, that's a beautiful place to be. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like a very kind of holistic way um, of doing yes. it, of doing your, um, of running a business and, and being an artist. And um, also, I think that it may challenge some people because um, they may feel like there's nowhere to hide at that point. And you have to go all in 100%. Yeah, you have to go yes. all in. Yes. And there may be aspects of your life that you have to address in order to have everything be congruent. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Funny. And and I do have a message. I'm, I'm a severe introvert. I know it's everyone. No one believes me when I say that, but I still am from mm -hmm. my, my other days, but I know a lot of folks that are, that are introverted. They have a hard time bragging about themselves mm -hmm. and I never recommend anyone brag about themselves. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's about if we go back to the mission, the purpose, the vision, those kinds of things, that's all about other people. That's mm -hmm. how you want to impact others. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about talking about those things. Mm -hmm. So this isn't an ego thing. This isn't you trying to be in the spotlight necessarily and say, hey, look at me. Mm -hmm. uh, that might happen automatically. That might happen as part of the process. Mm -hmm. 
but it's not about that. So those artists out there that are just kind of really all into their work and it's not, they're like, I don't want to be in the spotlight. Yeah. You still have to shine, just shine mm -hmm. your mission, shine mm -hmm. your purpose, shine other things that are about other people mm -hmm. and your stuff will take care of itself. Right. So like, you're like just the conduit that those, Correct. those things can come through. Yeah. Correct. So now yeah. it's not about you. It's about the message <clears throat> behind your art. It's about the reason, the why, the how, the what, all mm -hmm. that that's got to come out. And this uh, is the stuff that's got to come out in every conversation. Yeah. So you talk about raising conversations. This is the stuff that's got to come out instead of, Hey, look at my art. Do you like it? Would you like to buy it? Or, right. you know, some of the, the weird salesy things that yeah. we all do at some point yeah. Our products. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I, yeah, I've definitely, my, my, um, I suppose you could say my, my, my thinking about sales has definitely shifted over the years. So I used to work in retail and, um, what I learned in retail, I used to work for Christian Dior. And so, um, what I learned, cause we would go to these sales conferences and that of course is a high, very high end brand. Oh, yeah. And it's a, it's a very beautiful brand very interesting. It's a French brand. Um, you know, it started in this like chateau in France. And so what they did, which I really liked, which is probably why I stayed with them for so long, is um, they taught us selling because the, their goal for us was, of course, to sell the products. But, um, but they taught us selling in a very unique way in that they taught us the history of the brand. And they taught us um, like the tenants, why the brand was so special. And um, they taught us the meaning behind every product um, and, and what it symbolized in the woman's life. Um, and so, and they, they had this phrase that they would say, um, don't sell the brand, romance the brand, educate the customer. And um, I thought that was really interesting. And, and I, I did start to kind of like think differently about my art at that point. And because I was doing it in my day job at the time, um, romancing the brand and like they taught us to write letters to our customers, um, to, to be really authentic with them. And um, it, it, was a, it was definitely really good training for being a solopreneur on my own. Um, but, but what you're saying about selling what's behind the product, um, in this case, your art, it, it really resonates with me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the first transaction that always has to be made. Mm -hmm. People, people buy you first. And so if, mm -hmm. if as long as we, we got to be careful not to hide behind our art, mm -hmm. I hide behind our product. I'll say, you know, a lot of us, a lot of people out there hide behind their products. You know, they're, mm -hmm. they're like, here's my water bottle, right? You're selling water. So what they do is they do this, look at this water. Isn't this water so great? It's wonderful. Yeah. It's like triple ozonated and filtered and tears of God in a bottle right off the mountains of the Andes. It's what, Hey, do you want my water? Buy my water, buy my water. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, I'm not thirsty. Right. <laughs> right. You didn't sell me the right thing. Always, <laughs> always sell the problem. There's a lesson right there. Always sell the problem right. for the solution. Right. And I see salespeople make that mistake all the time. They try and sell the solution. Talk about how great their water is, but they right. forget to ask if I'm thirsty. They forget right. to convince me that dehydration is killing my family. It's, it's affecting my job mm. performance. Dehydration mm. is, is a chronic problem that's going to kill me one day with cancer. Yeah. You, give, you sell me that and I buy into that. Mm -hmm. You can scoop water out of the toilet. I'd buy it, right? right? It doesn't even right. have to be any special, fancy, super duper water. Okay. So, uh, yeah. That's really interesting. And I actually want to ask you something um, that... Yeah. I have heard from a lot of sales specialists saying to sell the problem. Um, but when I think of art, um, I don't know that there is, okay. So the, the problems that I see with people who are buying art, um, maybe like blank walls, um, lack of inspiration, but they aren't maybe problems that they're thinking of. Um, so to me, um, to sell the problem, uh, it always bothered me, like when I'm thinking about art, because I don't, I don't want to come across as negative. So, what would you say to that? Yeah. So, so blank, <laughs> blank walls, for example, that's superficial problem. That's not the actual problem. Right. I always felt that right. way too. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. for example, let's take yours. Just uh, let's say there's a, a a woman in 
the C-suite. She's a CEO, a CFO, something, something high up there where it's mostly male dominated, mm-hmm. uh, right? Because we're, we're, we're in a white patriarchal society. There's no way around it. It shows up everywhere. And she's looking for some femininity. She's, she knows that something just feel, doesn't feel right. She's stressed out. So mm-hmm. maybe she's feeling stressed. She's feeling isolated in mm-hmm. her position because she goes to these meetings and she's surrounded by a bunch of dudes. Mm-hmm. And she, she needs a piece of femininity. She needs some power. She needs something to remind her that mm-hmm. she belongs there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what your art would do for her. Right, right. I don't, so you see, that's what she's going through and that's what you have to connect with. And, right. and let me be very clear because you, you said something about sometimes pain points get into negativity, which is true. Yeah. Uh, never hit someone over the head with the pain point. It's never, what's the matter with you? Don't, you know, shouldn't you, uh, don't you want to, you know, be more powerful, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we we, yeah, we yeah. tend to take these problems and we hit people over the head with them. Right. But no, it's, it's about empathizing. It's mm-hmm. like, Hey, listen, girl, I got you. I mm-hmm. know how you feel. I know mm-hmm. where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can only imagine, you know, I've never been in a C-suite, but I can only imagine, mm-hmm. you know, having to show up and prove yourself that mm-hmm. you're worthy every single freaking day, right. even though you've already proven it over and over. But it's like every day you've got to completely restart and prove yourself to all these men that are in these powerful positions mm-hmm. when you shouldn't have to do that because they don't have to do that. Right. 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 They've got the club going on and you're yeah. trying to buy entry every single day. And that freaking sucks. That's exhausting. That's yeah. stressful. You got to bring that home. And then you got to go home and become, you know, super mom or super woman. Right. And now you got this impossible standard and that's just not freaking cool. Yeah. So, and, and, and as you're saying stuff like this, I'm just making this up, right? As you're saying stuff like this, she's just nodding. Like you get, she's like, she gets me. She, she, she understands right. what I'm going through. And then through. that art takes on a whole new, another level. It symbolizes yes. this Yes. Power. And now she's looking to you to yeah. like, what, what do you do? I, I love this. You understand me. What do you, can you help me with this? Yes. I've got some pieces right. that I think would speak directly to what you're going through. You see, yeah. it, the, the solution's obvious when there's an agreement on the problem, when there's agreement right. on the challenges <clears throat> that people face. And mm-hmm. you got and this is about, you got to be open and honest. You got to be real with people. Yeah. People are dying for authenticity. Right. Oh my goodness. This Does is that make so sense? Cool. Like I just, yes. Okay. And, and I think that, okay, so this is really inspiring. And it's also bringing me back to the idea that like a lot of times artists make things hoping that they will sell, but those things end up being generic because they're hoping that they will just um, apply to like this, this large audience of people um, and they become generic um, because they're, they're not trying to be specific and they're not actually following their own heart. So what right. would you say to an artist who's doing that? Same thing. You got to go back to who are you speaking to with this piece of art? If mm-hmm. you don't know that, if you're just, so when <laughs> I, I put this quote up there a few weeks ago, that if you're trying to sell it to everyone, you'll attract no one. It's so true. Say that one more time. If you're trying yeah. to sell it to everyone, you're going to attract no one. Yeah. Meaning you should always have a specific person in mind when you create anything. I don't care what business you're in. You need to have a specific person in mind, uh, right. but especially artists. So if there's not a specific reason to create a piece of art, why create it? Yeah. Just yeah. you're busy. You're, you're just bored. Right. Then, then you know what? Make, make artistry a hobby mm-hmm. and that's fine. And just do it because you're bored and do it to kill time. And well, then go and do something I, else. I will say, I will defend that for a second okay. and say All that right. it does have, <laughs> it does have a lot of um, mental health benefits. Cathartic. And, yes. Yes. It's, it's extremely cathartic. So even if yeah. people have no, you know, um, they don't want to sell their art. And I know that this um, conversation is more, you know, along the lines of sales, but if they don't want to sell their art, it's, it is okay to just, you know, to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not judging that at all. I I, do it, do it as a (laughs) hobby, do it for catharticism, do it for any reason. Uh, But on the business side, if you want to sell it, Mm -hmm. have it, have a reason why you created it, have someone you're trying to, you're really speaking to have a theme around it, have something that helps frame it, you know, right. she's, you know, forgive the pun, but <laughs> helps, helps frame the, <laughs> the yeah. piece that you made so that you can talk to people at mm-hmm. the higher level, at mm-hmm. the mission level, at the purpose level, right. and not at the product level, not at the, here's my painting, here's my sculpture. Well, okay. Right. 
Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. I guess I have space in my house. I could put it there, but mm-hmm. that's a superficial connection. Right. Yes. I, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. So, um, so what, what else, um, do you have to say to us as artists, as far as like the challenges of being a soldier, actually, I would love to talk about this for a second. Um, sure. the challenges of being a solopreneur, I'll just name a few of mine Please. and, um, okay. <laughs> so number one is, um, Number one, I would say is just time management because as a solopreneur, you're doing everything. So you're doing, you're create as an artist, you're creating your work. So that's creating the product, which is, you know, really a full-time job in and of itself. And then you're also marketing the work and, um, you know, you're also cataloging the work and making sure everything is recorded. You're also the um, person who's like the treasurer and you're, you're, balancing all your checkbooks and everything. Um, and, and also you do all the, the logistics when somebody buys a piece, you take it to the post office, um, you arrange a setup for that. Um, and um, it's just, it's just, there's so many different hats and there's, you, you also do creative development, I guess. I'm not sure if that's the right title, but it's when you research ways to further your art career and business. So that also takes up um, work like researching exhibitions you want to be a part of, um, you know, you submitting to different uh, different like competitions that you want to be a part of, things like that. Um, also take time seeing what would be the right fit for your art. So all of this, actually, that's my number one struggle: time management. <laughs> okay. What would you say to that? How could how could you help us? For, oh, um, that's a that's a big one. I'll, we'll try and keep it short and simple here, though. Um, okay. So just in, in, all right. So yes, solopreneurs, we all have to wear a lot of hats. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and what I came to realize, because I was trying to do everything in the beginning as well, mm-hmm. uh, DIY is not always the, the way to go. Mm-hmm. So some things have to be DIY. Your art, you got to do it. You're not, you can't hire someone in to do your art, right? That's well, not, you it doesn't can. work that way. People do it. People do it. I guess you can, but I, I'm assuming most people don't. They want to actually create yeah. their own yeah. art. Uh, <laughs> but there's, there's, a, but you could be in business for yourself, but you don't have to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. That it's worth building a community. It's worth building a set of advisors, people that are mentors uh, and in certain areas it's worth investing in experts. Mm-hmm. So you could do your own branding. You could do your own marketing. You could do your own, all kinds of stuff. But if that's not your expertise, you're going to spend, it's going to be a lot more time, energy, and money than you think mm-hmm. had you just found the right person and worked right. with that expert. Absolutely. Uh, and I know it, sound, it sounds like people are like, I have no money. It's, it's expensive. I get it. But you're going to still spend that money. It's just going to take you a lot longer and you're probably not going to get the results you want. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, uh, um, two years ago, I took a course, it was an expensive course. And, um, but after I took it, I knew exactly how to structure uh, my coaching practice and how to build it and how to build it out um, yeah. for, for artist coaching. And it has paid for itself many times over. But if I had not taken that, I wouldn't even know where to begin, you know? So correct. And I, and I will give this other piece. So two more pieces of advice. Um, one, uh, there's a concept, and this is actually a program I'm doing with another um, uh, sales coach. Uh, it's called Skip the Marketing. Mm-hmm. And I would advise people to be careful with marketing mm-hmm. in the beginning, because marketing at its core is just an amplifier. It takes a message and it makes it really loud, right? It puts it in front of a lot of eyeballs and it gets it out there. Uh, but marketing is not everything. It's just one thing. And there's three parts to a client acquisition process. Part one is your brand and your message. Like, what are you actually trying to say? Marketing is next, which is the amplifier. And then there's the sales conversation when someone's like, oh my God, I love it. I I see your stuff. I love your message. Now I need to sit down one-on-one or I need to get more details. I need to see your work. How do you have that last sales conversation to help them become a client? So there's three distinct parts and they're very different. But what happens is, there's a lot of marketers out there that'll target 
artists, any kind of solopreneur or independent contractor or direct salesperson. And they're like, let me do your, all your marketing. And they think marketing is everything. Marketing is the message. It's the sales process. Just market it and they will come. Yeah. It's not true. Don't fall for that crap. You, in fact, in the beginning, you do not have to do any paid version of any kind of marketing. There's a lot of organic uh, marketing things you can do. If you can't get past the brand, uh, and, and I know it sounds like I'm self-serving when I say that, but you, you really, if you don't have a message, it doesn't, there's nothing yes. Yes. else that's going to work. Sorry, you, you can't go talk to an organization. You can't get on a podcast. You can't mm-hmm. uh, uh, go networking. All this stuff that you go to trade shows, you can't do that stuff if, you just, if you're just another artist. If you're right. just going to be lost in the sea of sameness, you're wasting your time. Right. So you got to have the, the, the core brand and the unique message. Then you can shout it from the rooftops for free in many different ways. Uh, so that's just a little piece of advice. And yeah. Yeah. lastly, I, I, on t- there's on time management. We can get, I don't know if you want more detailed stuff, like how do I make sure, you know, I keep procrastinating stuff like that. That might be a different topic, but <laughs> as far as wearing all the multiple hats, you don't have to mm-hmm. um, build, build a community, get, you know, start finding people that have different expertise. And even if you just trade, yeah. Or if you find a way to barter or hang out with them, um, that would right. make a huge difference. Just don't do it alone. You don't have to right. be alone. <laughs> right. Yeah. And even like, um, I think that my struggle with like my own artistic business is I, it, because it's, it, you know, some, so much of it comes from my soul. Like, I feel that I, I want to be the one to write the letters to like <laughs> everyone interested in my art and, yes. um, and I want to be the one to share these things, to, to write my Instagram captions and to yeah. choose what goes where and when. And I think that that makes it more authentic. But there are things um, that I have outsourced. For instance, um, reaching out to interior designers, seeing who would like to work with me. That is like, that's a job that, you know, once you have like a letter, um, you can just personalize it to each person and you can send a PDF to each person and just go down the line. But it is very tedious and very time consuming. Right. Right. So um, so I actually hired somebody to do that. And I've worked with um, people around here that are just like looking for um, a part-time gig who have like um, administrative experience. And then I've also worked with uh, people that I've met through Fiverr, um, I worked with this girl from mm-hmm. Egypt and she was fantastic. And, um, you know, I would just, I would tell her exactly what I needed and, you know, create an email account for her and she would do all this outreach. And it was like, it was so worth it because when I would see, when I would see like how excellent she was at like doing this and then like, it would like be done in like two days. And I would just feel the sense of like support and like, oh, like it's, you know, it's done. Yes. And like, I don't have to like grind it out and like do all these, you know, tiny little detail things. And, um, um, and it was totally worth it for me. So, so maybe for artists, you know, if you have things like that, um, you know, look at these administrative sites and maybe look at hiring somebody to do those, those things that you don't need your creative expertise personally to do. Um, also like in the studio, like stretching canvases or helping out with like setting up an exhibition, you can hire people for that as well. And you can, you know, find students, um, have an intern. There's lots of different opportunities and ways to look at it. Absolutely. And and when it comes to branding and messaging for what it's worth, it it always has to be your voice. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens when I work with someone is I tend to, you know, I ask a lot of questions and we end up digging up someone's treasure. There's usually a treasure really deep inside and we, we dig it up, we bring it to the surface. We knock off all the crap conditioning and BS that people were told, you know, growing right. up about, Oh honey, there's no money in art. You can't do yeah. that. Just go right. become a lawyer. Like we, we have to crap, you know, scrape that stuff off yeah. and then we can polish and refine that gem, that treasure mm-hmm. uh, until it shines so bright. People come from like thousands of miles to come see it. Yeah. So it's still, it's still your treasure, right? So no one's ever going to, and, and when you, if you work with a brand or a message person, they should never take your voice. It should never be not you. Mm-hmm. It's just, they're going to help make it so clear that it yeah. makes it easier for you to just articulate it. 
Right. And that's really, truly what a, a brand strategist should be able to do for somebody. Uh, so yeah. I guess that's a caution out there. Somebody wants to just write your Instagram post for you. And right. it's not, it's not like that. It's the process is let's dig up the treasure. Let's articulate it. Does this feel right? Did we mm-hmm. kind of hit the mark on this? Yes. Great. It goes into your Instagram post. It goes onto your website. It, right. You've got all these brand assets that are authentic to you right. that someone else helped you create. They had to dig it up. They had to ask the right questions. You had to ideate a little bit and then uh, right. you can use it forever. Uh, but if you do it right, yeah. if you do it right, you only do it once. That's the beautiful part. So you yeah. shouldn't have to redo your brand or anything uh, right. in the future if it's, if it's truth, right? If it's yeah. authentic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm feeling so inspired and clear. And um, this, is, this is such an amazing right. conversation. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to share with us before we, we, um, we end today's session? Oh, wow. I mean, we can go on for the next 12 years without repeating anything. <laughs> Honestly, that's how much stuff we could talk about. We can go anything a lot deeper. Anything particular to artists, <laughs> um, particular to artists about, um, let's say that there's an artist and they are, um, they're, they're dabbling in a lot of different things. And maybe they're just, they're looking to find their voice. And so they're trying out a lot of different things. What would you say to them as they're listening to this right now as some action steps that they could do? Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, by the way, yeah, dabbling in multiple different things. Some people say that's like not focusing or, you know, it's, you, you shouldn't try to do too many things all at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, I disagree with that in a little bit, sort of, mm-hmm. in the sense of, so the way to describe a brand is like an umbrella. Yeah. If you're clear on your brand at that very high level, it's like an umbrella. Underneath that umbrella, you can have all kinds of different businesses, organizations, different types of crafts you're doing, different types of artwork. So I, I'm not so much worried about someone doing multiple things and trying. Right if they have a clear message, if they're saying, this is what I want to say to the world now, how am I going to say it? Okay. Maybe I could say it through sculpture. Maybe I could say it through paint. Maybe I could say it through comedy. Yeah. And they want to try all these things. I'm like, go do it because sure. there's a single focus. They know where they're going. They're clear. They got the vision. Yeah. Uh, so, so to a person like that, I would say, try more things. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Like get, because it's, it's all the same. It's right. all moving the same direction. Right. Uh, <clears throat> But if a person's just trying to find their voice, yeah, I mean, I guess you can do it through diff- trying different things, absolutely. Um, but you know, even just sitting quiet for uh, <clears throat> a few minutes and just asking themselves, like, what do they stand for? That's one of my favorite questions. Yeah. What do you stand for? What do you stand against? So what do you stand for that you think we need more of in this world? And what do you stand against? What's an evil that's out there that you love to eradicate? Right. And just start working on, you know, finding their own personal, that, that, that inner voice, I guess. Because yeah. when it comes to art, I think of that as the outer voice. That's yeah. the expression of the inner voice. But without oh, an inner that's voice, so beautiful. Yes. how do you express it? How do you, like, you're just moving stuff around. <clears throat> you're just using different colors and that's fine. Nothing. I'm not judging that. That's a beautiful hobby. Yeah. But what is that inner voice? And either find someone to help you dig that up or sit quietly and just start asking those questions. Yeah. What is the impact? What is my legacy? Right. What is, what is going to outlive me? Maybe that's, a, that's another great question. What, is, what do I want to outlive me? What is the ripple effect that my life is going to have on other people? Right. Uh, so, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> I know I sound like a broken record, but I keep going back to got to get to that core because once you're clear here, everything else becomes clear. Absolutely. Oh, that's so inspiring. This has been such a great talk. Thank you so much, Josh. Um, It's been a pleasure and an honor talking with you. So where can people find you and maybe work with you if they, if they feel that uh, resonance? Yeah. uh, My website's the easiest place, which is joshzeppis.com. And uh, social media, you'll see me out there as Josh Zephis. I'm the only one with that name. So you won't get oh, confused. Nice. Okay. I'm not like Brad Smith where <laughs> there's like 5 million <laughs> of them. Uh, or, uh, and I'll put this offer out there too. Okay. If you go and you won't be able to find this publicly on my website. I only do it for certain audiences. If somebody wants to do a 30 minute session with me and they mm-hmm. want to work on their unique answer of the question, what do you do? 
or a networking pitch. They want to create a like a 60 second message unique to them. I will dig up information in about 15 minutes and we'll spend the other 15 minutes creating that together. And they can take that as a little nice little business asset and go run with it and use it. No charge, no sales whammy at the end, none of that kind of crap. I don't do business like that anyways. Yeah. Uh, but I'm happy to offer that to your audience. And that's joshzeppis.com forward slash WDYD for what do okay. you do? WDYD. And, and they'll I'll have access the to that. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes. I'll put your uh, website in the show notes and also your Instagram. So you guys will be able to access all of that. Um, so yeah, thank you so much, Josh. Um, we'll definitely stay in touch. And, and yep. um, one final message for authors too, uh, authors, artists, <laughs> I don't know what. Authors are artists too. All right. Uh, I want to thank everyone out there who is doing art, who is expressing themselves, who is being creative. Um, I think we need more creativity and we need more people expressing their creativity out there in every single way. So thank you. For, if you're an artist already, if you're already expressing that, thank you for what you do. And I would challenge you, please encourage somebody you know to also do that. Help them see art as not just a narrow thing about someone with a, you know, a, a palette and a paintbrush that art can just be expressing your truth and please help other people do that because we all need to do this and the more creativity we have out there the less we're going to have to deal with all the bs of hate and misogyny yeah. and homelessness and hunger and all the crap that goes on in this world right. uh, if we're just are open to creating more yeah absolutely thank you so much josh have a My wonderful pleasure. day and i will talk thank to you, you Jessica. Soon. and you feel better too oh thank you <laughs> Thank you. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.